0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: 248-539-9797. Last Sunday, this past Sunday, two days ago, the Lions just absolutely destroyed the Chicago Bears. They get off to a great start. Justin Fields did what Justin Fields does. And then they basically beat the crap out of him because it looked to me on television that once his hip was, you know, shaken up a little bit, he completely they abandoned what he does best. Uh and the Lions obviously took advantage uh and just kicked yep. their yeah. butt all his over on, on, on every side of the ball.
2: Yeah, his body language was so bad too. I mean, this especially in the second half talking about Justin Fields. Yeah. Like he was just he was kind of giving the Aaron Rodgers, like, just chuck it into the stands and stare down your coach type <laughs> attitude. And and I pointed that out on the broadcast. I mean, there was a run. I think it was maybe Kaminsky and, and Hutchinson early in the game kind of got to him and bent him a little yeah. bit weird. And it, it took him a while to get up from that play. And I'm looking at the huddle and I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, he's hurt. Like, something's not right very next play he runs for 60 yards i'm like well that, i think he just fooled me but after that he didn't do anything i mean the first five carries went for 105 yards and the last five went for you know i think it was 22 i mean you just you, you absolutely took away uh whether by hitting him or whether by injury uh took away pretty much their only threat and you know that was that was it was so encouraging to see that type of uh play, that type of you know anger and urgency, especially after coming out of that Carolina game, right? Because that's a game where, in the past, you come out of a game like that, and it usually goes from bad to worse to, oh my gosh, three in a row, four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like It's hard for them to get momentum back, but uh, to come out of that Bears game, I thought that was the most encouraging part was how that team responded.
1: I want to ask both of you, because you both played offensive line, obviously, about trying to go up against somebody like James Houston who gets so low, how difficult is it for an offensive lineman to block somebody who's, yeah. you know, obviously I'm exaggerating, doing the limbo while, I, while trying to get to the quarterback?
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's wild. I tried to... The only guy I think I can compare it to was, you know, when I was a young player, I had to go against Dwight Freeney a couple times, and no. he was pretty... Almost the same type of stature, right? Six mm-hmm. foot, you know, not very tall guy, and... Some of the times, I mean, he's. The thing you about think he's falling training. down, you think he's on the ground, so you just try to kind of guide him to the ground, and all of a sudden, you know, he kind of puts the arm down and he bends around you. I mean, it's just so hard to get your hands on guys, right? If you can't get your hand on a chest plate or you can't get your hand on a shoulder right. pad, it's really hard as an offensive lineman to block somebody. And some of the sacks that we've seen him have uh, where he is literally probably a foot and a half, two feet off the ground, like no offensive lineman just has natural bend to right. be able to go that low. There's nothing that you teach uh, your offensive lineman technique-wise <laughs> to get down two feet off the ground and punch a small target. So that's that's something he's almost, and I don't want to give any secrets, away. he's almost that guy you got to get on quick. you got to jump him. him. Yeah, I get, get on him quick. Don't, don't allow him to get that third or fourth step in the ground where he does get that bend. That's going to be something he's going to face. Uh, pretty soon, once you start going right. against, you know, obviously, obviously, this weekend playing against Dave Bakhtiari, you know, one of the best left tackles in football. I'm sure Dave's going to have a plan to slow him down and not let him utilize that speed to get around the edge. Now, the good part about James Houston that I like that I've seen the last couple weeks now, it didn't show up much in the Carolina game because it got so out of control and they didn't have to throw the ball. But you're starting to see those secondary moves. You're starting to see the third moves. You're starting to see, oh, I'm going to fake the outside rip and then bam, go back inside or write an inside rip, inside swim making the make making the tackle nervous to where he can't just show you one set the whole game he's got to be ready for a little bit of power he's got to be ready for a spin he's got to be ready for inside outside we obviously know that you know dip and rip on the outside is kind of his bread and butter go-to move but I like the way that it, it's popped up a couple times the last couple weeks of a good secondary move that I think he can win with as well, man. He's just been, oh my goodness, just a tremendous surprise so far.
3: Well, and when you're playing against a guy like that, I said this a couple weeks ago, I think it, maybe Costa was in, how do you block a guy like that? Well, you, you don't let him get to where he can get that low and get to the edge. You're going to have to jump him, whether it's, hey, I'm going to jump him and try and throw him off and get my hands on him right away, or I'm simply going to go out there and cut him. That's, I mean, that's that's something else that you have to do, but you do that when he hasn't shown that inside move or that spin. As soon as he has that second or third move, now all of a sudden you're kind of grabbing, uh, you know, and and at straws, thinking, well, okay, I'm guessing a little bit on this one, and you, you're hoping you guess right, and it's different. You know, it comes up with different situations. The thing about Dwight Freeney, which what made him so dangerous, is he would do that dip and rip, and he would get so low, you couldn't get your hands on him. He was a little bit more powerful yeah. than James Houston is, but he would also get that low, and then somehow, and I still haven't figured it out. That spin off he of it. He would spin <laughs> off of it. He would come out of that do- yeah. low dip and rip with a spin to the inside. You're like, where in the hell did he go? Yeah, he had a wicked
2: spin move, man. And yeah. that's something that you – yeah. Know, I talked to James after the game, and he said a guy that he watches a lot of is you know, Von Miller. And uh, totally different body types, but Von is – very successful with a lot of those moves. You know, getting your hands, swiping the hands, and then dipping dip low bef- below the punch. I mean, yeah. it's just pretty amazing to see, you know, because like you were talking to Coach this morning, like we didn't see really anything in the preseason that would have allowed us to project this type right. of uh, production. Well, right? if, we didn't if really somebody, see If that.
3: somebody else had seen it, when they cut him and they put him on practice squad, he would have been picked oh, up. Oh yeah, by somebody he else. would have been gone. And
2: how many teams, you know? I know. My goodness, we're glad we, right. you know, p- finally brought him up. What was it, six weeks ago? But I'm more happy that there was nobody else that came out and claimed him yeah. off the right. practice well, squad you know because what, you know, oh, that would have been a. Bummer. Actually,
1: I was going to ask uh, Dan about it, but we ran out of time. If Charles Harris does not get injured, he might not even have ever been called up.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. But it just sounds like. He's a kid that needed to adapt to the NFL, right? right? He came out of what was it, Jackson, Jackson State. State, right? I mean, you're not going against no disrespect to the right. <laughs> Jackson well, State. He started you're, with you're not going against yeah. right, at Florida. Right, but you're not going against, you know, NFL talent. He's gone from, from, from coach Prime single to single coach day, Campbell right? though. That's well, I must... get that, but you know, he he was probably a guy that needed to develop. Yeah. And I think that his development has been uh, accelerated to such a point where gosh, I mean I think the coach and staff, I think the front office would be lying to you if anybody said they saw this coming. Pascal played really well too on Sunday. Yeah, a couple Saturday. sacks, you know, his first uh two sacks of the season. Yeah. And you what know, the most impressive part too is like they don't like James Houston, he doesn't really look like a rookie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even that play the the that subtle, you know, Man, he got double-teamed, comes up the field, hustles back. Not only does he hit Justin Fields, but he chops the ball out, gets the right. first fumble. You know what I mean? Like, those are plays that young players you don't really think of. It's almost like a bull. You see red get red, right? You don't think about what's the next step. Attack the football. Uh, those are just impressive plays, man. And they're they're plays that uh, I think are, are rare for rookies to make, man. And and that's a, the great part. Not only are these rookies making plays. You talk about the, what was it, five and a half sacks between the three of them. Um Two two takeaways, yeah. You know, between the two, between the three yeah. of them as well. I mean, that's just that's big time football.
3: And when you're looking at at, at James Houston play, or you're looking at Hutch or Pascal, or you know uh, any of the young players,
1: McNeil's still young. Obviously. Yeah, McNeil's still young.
3: yeah. Any of those guys. The, what I really like is that hey, when they smell blood in the water, it's you can see them continue to raise their level of play they're like oh, okay now we can actually go out there and and do some more damage it's not like you see sometimes young players hey they have that moment they celebrate and then you never see them again right these guys have over the course of the season and especially now they're playing at such a level that when they smell that blood in the water it's it, it, it Purely is attack mode. Well, especially this late into the season, too. I mean, the rookie wall
2: is real. You know, you know. The, the rookie wall, you talk about Hutch, you know, playing, what, 14 games uh, last year in college football. Not really having a break, right? You go straight into training, getting ready for the draft, getting ready for pro days, combines, all that. Bam, you're right in a training camp. Like, there is a real, I think for me, it was, John, probably weak 13, 14, where as a rookie, you just feel completely wiped out mentally, physically. It's just like you're almost overwhelmed at times. And I think it hits a lot of the guys uh, like that. And, and and there were certainly I thought last week was maybe uh, that Panther game was maybe a little bit of that, you know, yeah. oh, these guys just look kind of mentally, physically worn down, exhausted but uh, to bounce back and have that type of game against uh, Chicago, that just lets me know that what Dan, what Dan Campbell's got him doing, man, he he knows the plan he knows the plan's going to work, the guys trust him, uh, you talk about going pads you know, week 17, I mean I can't imagine there were a lot of happy dudes in that locker room, but they trust him, you yep, know, because yep. they've seen uh, they've seen the rewards that they get when they put in that hard work, and that's just uh, that's a great connection between coach and locker room. Anytime you have that trust and that chemistry, that's uh, obviously a great thing.
1: Speaking of bounce back, DeAndre Swift, yes. this is what we've wanted yeah. all season yeah. long. Obviously, he appears to be healthier, but he had a terrific game on
2: Saturday. Yeah, he did. And I think, you know, even talking to you and and Costa before the the game, uh, I I said I think he's going to be the most important player these next two weeks. If he gets back to – uh, true form, right, what we saw the first couple weeks of the season, the explosiveness, just getting their foot in the ground, getting north, you know, tough physical runs. Uh, I think this, this offense can be even better than what they have been. Um, now, I don't think I, – I, it was a good surprise, right, because I think we were all starting to kind of – get off of that boat a little yeah. bit. I thought that boat mm-hmm. was taking on some water, you know. And even Coach said last week, he's like, well, he doesn't feel as good as he did in Philly. And it's like, well, nobody feels as good as they did against Philly week one. Right. You know, and that's a concern to me. Wait, this guy's got to be completely healthy before he makes play. You know, like that's that's, that's a little bit of concern. But to watch him come back... Uh, against the Bears and and look, I mean, people are going to say it's the Bears, right? Not not a great defense, but just to get back that that confidence back of getting the foot in the ground, going north, right? There were too many times. Over the past four or five games where he'd get the ball and you're like, Oh wow, this looks like a promising play and then all of a sudden no he cuts it back twenty yards the other way and it's a three yard gain. It's like if there's seven or eight there, swift man, go get to seven or eight. You know, if they're third and one, you know, and there's the one there, go get the one. You know, don't end up punting because you're trying to hit a home run every single play. I thought that he was uh, obviously, an extremely big part of that offense, and and it was good to see him get back to being that playmaker that we all saw not throughout not only throughout the first month of the season, but what we expect from him every single game. I think that you know he was a huge part, and he's going to be another huge part against uh, going into Green Bay.
1: All right, coming up next, we'll look ahead to Sunday night prime time. It's Lambo ninety seven on the
0: ticket.